0: Starting and running a business can be tough. Lots of challenges and hurdles to overcome on the journey to becoming a successful entrepreneur. Add family life to the mix and things can quickly get stressful and even more chaotic. In this podcast, we talk about business, entrepreneurship and of course, parenthood. I'm your host, Terry Chew and welcome to The Dadco Show.
1: Hello,
0: welcome to The Dadco Show. I'm Terry Chew. Today, my special guest is a successful property developer based in London. He's also a father, and today we're going to be talking about how he juggles his property development business uh, and being a dad. So, Ralph, welcome to the Dadco Show podcast. Thank you. Yeah, are you well, sir?
1: Yes, yes. Um, so, tr- trying to maintain my my health, I started a diet um, I saw. Uh, through the, the dangers of lockdown, like all of us, putting a bit of weight. But no, overall, very well. Thank you
0: i saw i saw your um instagram for all uh, I'll, I'll leave a, an instagram uh link here somewhere around this video um or, or in the podcast uh, description but uh, ralph has uh, a tremendous following on instagram and he's uh, i saw uh, i saw ralph's meal prep uh, the other week which uh was was really was really good uh, how's that going
1: yeah, well, it all started off to be honest with with another fellow de- property developer. Interestingly enough, who lost uh, fifty kilos.
0: Wow, 50? Yeah, so five, zero. Five zero,
1: Yeah, amazing, big number. Big number. Right. Um, and he's maintained it for two and a half years. We had a few conversations, and then I thought, you know, the proof is in the pudding. I've got someone next to me that's that's managed to achieve some results, which is kind of stage one. But the secondary stage is always kind of maintaining long term. And I've always kind of fluctuated uh, in terms of waist size. So I thought he'll probably be the best person to provide support. Sure. And the meals are quite regimented, as, as you've seen. So it's, uh, there's not a lot of, um, what's the word, leeway in, right. in regards to kind of desserts and sweet stuff. But no, it's going well. I lost, I think, four kilos now in a space wow. of two, two just and a half weeks. Just on the weeks. meal,
0: just, just, just yeah. by eating properly?
1: Yeah. Amazing. And, uh, I must admit I was a bit of a junkie when it came to, to chocolates and sweets. Yeah, so I yeah, think I am too, those yeah. additional calories have disappeared. Um and I have to be cautious what I say because he, he might be watching and I'll get in trouble for, for 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 eating the wrong things.
0: Sure, sure. So is the meal prep for all meals? So is it you know breakfast, lunch and dinner? Yeah, so wow.
1: there's um, breakfast, lunch and dinner, and then there's two um kind of protein shake uh in between they're not shakes actually they're just um i don't know what the right terminology would be but it's primarily protein yeah Yeah, yeah. with with a bit of peanut and and just all mixed up to kind of make sure there's no hunger pain in between yeah but it's i try and do kind of three days in advance that's the recommended across across the uh well the nutrition sector i think otherwise the food gets a little bit hard and, and just doesn't taste as good so three days uh breakfast lunch and dinner is, sure. is kind of really good to go
0: sure so how how's that going with the rest of the family we'll, we'll, we'll come on to you know we'll talk about your um your other half and your kids shortly but sure how's that how's that affecting the sort of daily routine of eating with them and you know uh, is it just getting used to it or
1: yeah, I think um, so. In terms of breakfast, I'll, I'll always try and eat at the same time as as when my son wakes up, and, and my wife pretty much wakes up at the same time. So we eat breakfast at the same time. Lunch, obviously, son is in school, but otherwise, I try and keep it exactly at the same time. To be honest with you, yeah, sure. um, and uh, yeah, I, I try. I think kind of family meals and, and that you know sitting at the table situation is always um massively beneficial so yeah just literally at the same time and it hasn't changed anything i think my wife is quite happy she doesn't have to cook for kind of all of us because my son is <laughs> kind of small bits of pasta etc so, so she sure. doesn't cook massive meals anymore so it's definitely a tick on her box
0: good, good. <laughs> so so, t- so tell me about your tell me about your family your wife and you you've got how many kids have you got
1: just the one, um, one. yeah yeah. So yeah. so the one he's he's five years old. Right. Um my wife I've been with I can't I can't remember the numbers now, but it's it's about eighteen years or nineteen years. Yeah, so we we'll met.
0: We'll edit that in. We'll edit Yeah. <laughs> oh, you knew he knew the numbers straight away. You knew the numbers straight away. We'll edit that in.
1: <laughs> I um, two thousand and one comes to mind. Right. So I think it's since two thousand one. So it's been it's been kind of a long, you know positive very enjoyable journey and it's always i'm sure even yourself as a dad from when your little one is born to where they are now and they're like mini adults and yeah sure the kissing and hugging kind of uh, regularity goes out the window yeah yeah but no we're, we're you know we're a small unit she has a huge extended family um which is great in terms of cousins and nieces True. we're kind of relatively a small family on my side so there's only i've got um nearly forgot there but one brother and, and two sisters on my side and, sure. and a couple of uncles and aunties but yeah. not as big as hers
0: yeah 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 sure so um so, so tell me about your line of work i think we met on we met on on on, on instagram and you know we're yeah. both in uh, we're both in property and uh so, so tell me about your work
1: Sure, so I've been uh, a property developer since 2007 mm-hmm. um, and that's starting from kind of small residential projects. I purchased my first buy-to-let in 2007, moved on to focus on probate and distressed assets. Okay. Again, just just residential, right. um, which was very good with a good friend of mine. And then what tended to happen is that, for example, I'll go and view I don't know, an average of 10 to 15 properties um, in the space of two weeks that may be repossessed, may not be. And the problem was that there was no um, kind of regularity. So people would, you know, which is which is completely fine. So they'll get a court extension. uh, Sorry, they get an extension from the courts. Or they'd be able to pay back the arrears or change their mind. Or it was a couple who decided actually one party wants to sell, the other doesn't want to sell. And it wasn't a viable business. It was great as an opportunity. So if someone called me tomorrow and said, "There's, there's an asset that's below market value, it's great. But you can't run a business from that
0: because and it's hence, ne- ne- because it's it's so uncontrollable at your yeah. End. yeah yeah
1: and and honestly sometimes you get very close to exchange and and things collapse or very complex um title deeds and things of that nature and so you couldn't run a proper business from that I, look I, I might be incorrect and some people may have been able to systemize it um but where we were at the time it, it wasn't the case and 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 maybe I'll put my hand up and and say that systemization should have had a little bit more focus um and hence probably the end of 2014 2015 i did some joint ventures on new build at uh, that time i was still working for so just to clarify from 2007 till 2015 i was still working full-time so these these were all oh, right
0: kind of, okay yeah, okay yeah. so you were doing this as a side gig
1: yeah right. so okay but in reality, once you've got a good relationship with a contractor, you're looking at kind of three, four weeks sure. for your standard refurb and then more complex items, you know, extensions, loft conversions, when average of eight weeks. So all that was done on the side in the evenings. And mm-hmm. then as long as you have the tight budget and you trust your, your contractor or builder mm-hmm. that you have in place, sure. then, you know, it's, it's not so hard to be fair. Um, then we got to 2015 and I wanted to kind of, move on to bigger ticket items and we started doing pd so commercial conversions mm-hmm. and that's converting b1 office spaces to residential units primarily under permitted development um and that's kind of still been our, our focus ever since
0: right okay and that, that, that's what you're, you're you're that's what you're doing now correct i see So, obviously, during the lockdown, obviously, a a big part of what I wanted to get from you was how you felt the lockdown um, had impacted you yourself um, Mm -hmm. um, and and, and the the industry as a whole. um, You know, how has it affected property development?
1: So, um, I, I mean, I'll start with myself personally. You know, the... I think at the beginning, there was kind of immediate panic like everybody else because you've got lenders still kind of racking up interest um, on a monthly basis and also, you know, worried about sales, worried about the impact on the economy. But from a personal perspective, I think it was very positive. Uh, Some people don't like me saying that. But for me, it, it allowed me to kind of take stock of where I was, where I was going, simple things like, you know, multiple Trips to central London for meetings, which we're not always of massive added value. But I'm, 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 I'm really a big people's person, so I'd, I'd like to meet people face to face wherever sure. I can. But I think at times, I've, you know, I maybe jumped the gun, and I'm kind of filtering through that process. So I have a couple of conversations on the phone, and then see if we can actually, you know, just added added synergy, really, because mm. otherwise it, it it can be a waste of time in certain instances um but also in terms of our strategy our systems kind of re re looked at that in in great detail and i Mm. think there's there's always space to improve but i think all of us are kind of going 100 miles an hour all of a sudden we were kind of stuck in this time Mm. capsule especially the first four or five weeks where people were getting the gist of what to do Mm -hmm. and um yeah it's, it's been positive in terms of I'll go on to talk about kind of future strategy but I think diversification is is a massive massive thing that I've kind of moved on to because um as you know developments are are, are very lengthy and and kind of cash flow heavy yeah, and, and yeah. a lot can go wrong.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I mean on on the note of diversification I I think I think you're absolutely right. I think um mm-hmm. I I run two businesses I've got I've got a property development side and I have a, a marketing technology business as well which is at both ends of the spectrum um sure. one side uh on the technology side we work um you know we think in you know hours hours days and weeks because things you know move very quickly and then on the on the flip side on the property side we've got schemes that have been you know we've got like schemes that are going on for 3 4 years and um, yes. we don't hope to get anything from that uh for for a good three four five years um and then obviously when the lockdown fin- uh started um you know we we've had two schemes in newcastle that were literally just shut down and the contractor went under in the end um oh, so we, we we you know we had to find another contractor which which we have um and then we had a couple of land sales again surveyors couldn't go out for valuations and you know little little things like that and quite frustrating but then on the flip side i had the other business which was ticking along nicely and and, and in fact growing during the lockdown because everyone as everyone jumped on to you know um uh, making their digital processes more you know better and more streamlined you know when everyone's uh working from home so i had the, the the two sides of 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 the sort of frustration uh one sure. side was you know was good because it was it was growing the other side was frustrating and it's still frustrating now because it's we're still kind of coming out of the whole lockdown backlog as it as it as it were but yeah absolutely the the the, the note on diversification is, is 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 key and i think i certainly completely you know concur with what you've said yeah, that mm-hmm. um you know in times like these it makes you actually take stock yeah. sit back you're not going 100 miles an hour and that you actually think about all the all the little things
1: yes Exactly. Yeah, I think I think the way you communicate with your team, the amount of time you spend traveling. So that, you know that was for me a real eye opener. The time saved, just having conference calls. Everyone was available. Everyone kind of um, you know embraced Zoom and and, and yeah. those kind of uh, platforms. So you still you know you can see people's facial features and reactions etc yeah it's not it's not a coffee or or being out for a beer but it's as close as and I think in certain instances that that probably should be the first second step prior to to kind of catching up depending on where you're located of course um but as you said the, the dilemma that I had with diversification I always thought at the beginning should be kind of laser focused on one strategy so you kind yeah. of work as close as you can to become the expert in in your specific field mm-hmm. but you realize actually you need a cash flow strategy you need kind of a long term you know it. property development strategy mm-hmm. but same as yourselves I've had some kind of real um tough learnings in terms of development where you know the right of way will increase our build time frame by six months, or yeah. you know, all sorts, and and also with uh, permitted developments, as as you tend to strip out the building, there's a lot of unknown that that comes to the surface. So it's not oh. I'm not too sure if you you primarily focus on new build or not, but it's a slightly different board game where yeah, there's a lot of hidden hidden surprises to say the Yeah, least.
0: yeah, absolutely. Literally. Well, we had uh, we our, our two sites in Newcastle uh, that was mm-hmm. extended by several months because initially at the beginning when we were doing the groundwork, uh, because in Newcastle there's lots of coal seams. Okay. Um, so obviously that itself, you know, we had to dig out of the coal seams and then, so that itself added additional time on. Without okay, the okay. lockdown being in place, I mean, those two are student bills. so um, we've we've completely missed our you know September. Uh, intake now so we're now rolling so we we're, were a year behind essentially because we're now waiting for next september's 2021's intake um so that obviously sets us back i think the thing with, i find with property is that for, for me anyway i i came into the property game late um and and my role is the the entry and the exit i i buy i buy land and then i exit yeah um and then my uh, my business partner does all the bits in the middle so for me it was quite frustrating the great thing about this is that again you had time to go and look around uh at potential sites um everybody seemed to be you know in literal pause mode uh but whereas you know that the lockdown really i mean just even little things like processes and how you can Mm -hmm. improve processes i think that's that's key as well
1: i I completely agree i think yeah, I mean, for us, it was trying to have discussion with, with the lenders or if you're refinancing or looking for exit finance. And, you know, one, you couldn't get any valuers out. Number two, the the LTVs were reduced massively. So, you know, we had offers on the table prior to March that were no longer valid because they were only offers and they were revised and, and they were revised to the extent where it no longer made sense to kind of move straight away. So we had to kind of wait for a little bit of normalization. Um, but I think yeah some of those items are just kind of ongoing it's not a precise science and, no. and people think with the relevant planning and expertise it will definitely go smoothly but I must admit honestly thus far I've never had a developer that said yeah easy site easy in easy mm. out kind of scenario yeah. so th- there is definitely challenges along the way
0: your, your boy is five years old mm-hmm. so how's that changed sort of your view on you know, business and how you sort of juggle family. You know, I I certainly find myself that even even to this day, it's very difficult when it's your own thing that you yes. you spend twenty four seven thinking about how you can make business better, how you can do yeah. things better, how you can make things more profit profitable. All these little things, and then you and then when it comes down to wind down, I did a vlog about it the other day i think one thing is a lot of people say oh it's great you know doing your own thing you can make the decisions you can you have options I, mm-hmm. I sometimes find yeah that's great but then because you've got so much scope that you never switch off yeah and you're constantly thinking you know i find myself you know 11 12 o'clock at night i think i've probably messaged you at sort of you know 11 yeah. the 11 o'clock at night uh, before and um and 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 coming up with a brain, and then suddenly you're, you're excited. Then and then you're thinking about it, and then, then you can't sleep. Um, how do you how do you manage that?
1: Yeah, I think I think it's in- interesting within within the property industry or others. There is this kind of stigma that you know if you want to be the super successful property guy, then you can't be. You know, th- this is the reality. The cool the cool dad and a lot of professional kind of property guys that have been in the industry for a very long time you never see the you know whether even if you follow them on their personal Instagram you don't see much of the kind of personal interaction in terms of family and I've always tried to juggle the two I think like everyone else and and to be honest when my son was born is when I I started uh I as in I left my full-time job and started in property full-time so I knew because I was working for a large corporate and we had, you know, seats in Chelsea on a Saturday. So I was taking clients out on a Saturday, used to fly to Munich back and forth where, where the head office was and, you know, multiple parties and events. And it, it was just exhausting and I wasn't spending sufficient time with, you know, newborn baby in that sense. And I thought, actually, is this what I want to do long-term? And my wife offered, well offered probably three years before our son was born to, to For me to quit, she said, you know, go give it a go. We don't have any children. We don't have a heavy mortgage and things of that nature. And at that time, it didn't feel right. So I think once my son was born, it was like the ultimate trigger to say, right, let me do my own thing and manage my own time. And um, In regards to kind of what you mentioned, I know, you know, being very frank, I do find myself here where, you know, he's, he might be home after school. And he'll be like, Dad, you know, come have a look at this or come do this. And I'll be like, five minutes, five minutes, five minutes. Then once it's, you know, look at the clock and it's past five, thirty, six, six, and I think, you know, he's going to bed in two hours. So I try and give myself these reminders or triggers to say, you know, he shouldn't miss out on playtime because I've got to do an email. And actually this can wait past yeah, nine o'clock yeah. or it can wait past 8.30. Um, this is something kind of an ongoing improvement plan because i'm still trying to find the right timing to to do things so when he comes to school i'm going to devote 30 minutes to him and this is only during the lockdown so i'm not out as much as i used to be um but in short my response would be it's a juggling act and if things are not a priority i.e someone is not expecting information within the next 30 minutes then i'll always leave it after bedtime because It it doesn't make sense
0: yeah yeah I'm one of these people that's very similar to yourself where uh, if there's something there that needs to be done, I I, Mm -hmm. want to go and do it. And and unlike, and you're absolutely right. You know, there's only really, when you think about it, there's only really a couple of hours between, you know, school and, and and bedtime. Um, I guilt trip myself to say, (laughs) You know, it's and, and and I do this all the time. You know, it's very difficult to pull off because you want to get the work done, you want to get things yes. ticked off and boxed off and you know organized. And often, you know, other people are waiting for your your response and and whatnot. But then you've got you know your your kids who aren't going to stay this little for for long. No. Uh like I've got a I've got a three and a seven year old, and my seven year old now is she might as well be a teenager,
1: and <laughs> and, and quite
0: often. <laughs> I do look at her and think, without getting all soppy, I, I quite often I do look at her and think where I, I, there are moments when I think I can't remember a time when she yes, did things she that my three-year-old did, mm-hmm. and it won't be before long. When my three-year-old, and that, that's when my wife starts going, "Well, let's have another one," and I'm like, "No, <laughs> we've got to draw a line. We've got to draw a line somewhere." You know, no. uh, we can't keep wanting to be. You know, there we have to. We have to go through this stage and move on. Agreed. Yeah. So, yeah. So I find myself guilt tripping myself to say, look, you know, you, you, the kids are going to grow. You're not going to mm-hmm. see them like this for long. All you'll have is photos and videos. So just, um, just the email can wait. Like you said, the email yes. can wait, you know, no, no one, if the email doesn't arrive now, it's not going to be a disaster. It's not going to be the end of the world. So, exactly. but one thing that really changed my, my attitude to work was that there's always going to be work. Yes. There's always going to be. You're always going to want to make money. You're always going to, you know, um, if a deal goes. I mean, I shouldn't say it like this, but if a deal goes, it goes. But
1: yes, it's not.
0: You know, for partners who are. It's not the end of the world. Yeah, it's not the end. The well, there are other deals and opportunities, but the kid's time is only limited, right?
1: Agreed. Yeah. So. Uh, 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 mm. No, no. I was going to say I, I completely agree. It's That's one factor. But again, I don't know if you have, you know, been, been very kind of open that, um, you know, you, not not the manly, macho man, but, you know, the guys that succeed are working 18 hours a day. And, and that's the, I think both of us, you know, the culture that you're embedded in or people that you know or stuff yeah. you see that social media. So yeah. therefore, if you're taking time out at five o'clock for 30 minutes or yeah. whatever else may be, then somehow, you know, you're you're off track in in terms of success and and kind of chasing your dreams. So there is that little niggly voice that's always, I know it's not the right thing to do. And it's it's not the way things should be. But I think that's something that niggles at me. And I think, God, should I be working? Are the other guys kind of working? Are the other guys playing with their kids? Mm. Um, But again, I think you've got to be honest. And that's why I always say that publicly, something that still bothers me. But i try and and kind of overcome it as much as i can
0: i think one i think you're absolutely right i think one one thing about that hard working mentality especially mm-hmm. at, at, at this generation is that we it, we we still have this you know work hard play hard type mentality where um if you're not working hard you're not doing mm-hmm. well you know exactly. if you're not working hard you're not you don't want success enough so somebody else is going to take that which you know in some in some instances that is that is true my 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 business partner is um i mean i'm a workaholic but he is a workaholic you know he, okay. he's very he's more he's much more distant i define success slightly differently and what I was going to ask was that the difference between when your son came your attitude mm-hmm. to success did it change did it change uh, the meaning of what successful meant not just in business but you as a successful person so if you were to ask yourself do I feel like a success you know what do you gauge that on do you gauge it just on work do you gauge it on family happiness and you know how do you gauge it
1: yeah I I think historically like everybody else I was in banking for a long time and I think it was purely based on your job title your earnings and you know what car you drive and things of that nature but I'm not too sure if that's just a natural progression know when you're in your 20s to your 30s and you just try and strive for really you know being being honest just material things so slightly bigger house slightly nicer car Um, and for example myself and my wife you know made a decision not to kind of it's a terrible thing to say but not to have kids until we're in a house with a garden space so we lived in flat for I think five odd years and then we said, right, let's hold fire until we move to to a house with you know larger garden space and so on and so forth. So we waited, you know, I'm, I'm nearly I'm forty this September, so we waited until I was thirty five. Um, and sometimes I think, gosh, if I had a kid at thirty three or thirty two, you know, once once I'm sure you had the same feeling. When the kids, once your children are here and they're born, you think, gosh, how did I how did I live without children? You know, because and I always say that to kind of single friends and younger friends that the the amount of joy and love that a child brings you sounds super soppy, but you know it's you know you can keep all the money you can keep everything that's that's shiny and pretty um your children become the priority, and everything else takes a back seat in you know in answering your question, I think success now is about a fine balancing act I think the the um the, the The work commitment is 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 still a priority, but how do I manage that on a day to day basis where my kind of family and especially my son who doesn't understand the the complexity of the world doesn't you know doesn 't see it any different, so if he needs my time or a little bit of attention, I can provide that for him obviously in small doses um, but I think success for me now is is about being financially stable and also um, kind of doing right by the lenders, our investors and everybody else but not kind of putting my family on a back burner just just for that um, so it's just about a balancing act and previously it was just about kind of the old traditional definition of success so things have have shifted massively I'd say
0: yeah i i'm fully on board with that that's that's, that's ex- if i was to ask myself that question that's exactly how mm-hmm. Uh, I feel that, I mean, I, I also asked the other question, you know, with my wife saying, if we didn't have kids, what else could, we, what, what world yeah. would we be able to create? And, and truth be told that maybe, you know, maybe I think sometimes kids give you that motivation to do better as well. Yes. And, and I think sometimes you, the decisions you make are based on what would my kids think about this? You know, I, I, I sometimes ask about this. I ask myself this, and, and I think sometimes when you ask that, you do you become a better person,
1: yeah.
0: Both in business and both in, um, you know, both in, in, in life as well. Um, what kind of um like my my son and my, mm-hmm. and, and my daughter actually all they all they know about dad is that um is that he works. <laughs> you no, know, and if you you know, I, I often ask my seven-year-old because she's more, you know, she's more it's easy to converse now that she's sure. you know, because she's got an opinion on on everything. So I often ask, what do you think daddy does, you know, what 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 do you think daddy likes? And and it's all it always comes down to, well oh, daddy likes to work. Mm-hmm. You know, and um and <laughs> you know, and if you were to and we sometimes play this game where let's do an impression of daddy, let's do an impression of mummy and and daddy's, daddy's either on the phone or daddy's, oh, yeah. or daddy's on the computer. That's yeah. the impression of, of daddy, whereas mum's more varied, you know. How, how do you feel about that? Um, I, I don't know. For, uh, bad because, um, because that's, that's their impression of me. Uh, but yet that is, you know, if I wasn't doing that, we wouldn't have, you know, of course we won't, we won't be able to have the conversation in the start with, to start with maybe yeah, you'd be so able to like, right. you know i see it like that as well there's been times when we may maybe out at meals and mm-hmm. you know and i have to jump on a call and and there was one year i think when my daughter was quite young um and my wife says not not in a you know in a in a hastily way but she did say when when how when does this end you know when does this <laughs> suddenly jumping on the call when does yes. Having to, you know, look at your phone all the time—it I mean, sounds really bad. When does it end? When? What's the goal? And when? When do you know that that's it? And my immediate response actually wasn't probably the right response. Was probably not. Probably when I can't do it anymore. Yes. Yeah. Because for me, it's not about work. It's it's I I can't differentiate now what is work and what is I want to do it. Yeah. You know i can 't differentiate it now because it's just it 's just instinct and 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 I get the same vibe from you as well
1: yeah, no I completely agree i think it, it's tricky. I think you have all the freedom in the world, but number one, I think the reality of self employment versus the illusion of, of kind of just deciding when you want to do things is is nonsense. Um, I've had a similar scenario where I'll, I'll, I'll for, for example, go at my wife during the daytime for an hour or so, but i would be looking at emails on the phone. And last week we had an instance where we were, I think I was just taking her out for a takeaway coffee and, and a walk in the park just to get, she's been furloughed. So she's kind of indoors for the last three months. And we thought, you know just just to be the, the good husband uh, role and I think I was on the phone from the beginning to the finish to the time oh, wow. I came back home and obviously I apologized but you know she understands but I thought was there any point going out when you're not being mm. present and and it's more of a tick box exercise where I'm, I'm with her we did something but I'm not actually there we didn't converse, converse or yeah. interact in any way um, so yeah, it's tricky. I think I think for me, reverting back to my son, you know, if if I'm indoors for the day, and it's five five thirty, you know, when I, I know most people will will stop interacting by email and phone, I'll probably just just give it a break for a few hours and then pick up at eight or eight thirty. Yeah. Um, but that that is the danger i guess because most of us or more and more of us are working from home mm-hmm. the self employed are working from home so so home is a work environment and also supposed to be this nourishing family yeah. environment so how do you kind of draw the line i don't know what your thoughts are cuz i was thinking about kind of limiting my working hours to 6 and then just an hour later on to do emails but I think in reality it doesn't. It doesn't really work. I, mm-hmm. I'm sure for yourself with two kids, it doesn't. You know, you can't just do that. It's kind of fixed the timetable.
0: I, I like the idea of having it fixed. I like the idea of yeah. having that work time. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, I think it depends on your own c- circumstances. I think it depends on the type of business you have. I, I think well, one thing that's really changed um, families is, <coughs> for good and bad is that um there was a time when i, I don't actually remember this time because i probably wasn't in it but sure. i mean like my, like my parents when when they well actually no they they worked from home as well they they, they run their own businesses but for families who go home back in mm-hmm. the day
1: mm-hmm.
0: you finished at the office or finished wherever in your workplace and you went home and that was it you were off if you yes. went on holiday that was it. You were away. You were out of office. Your out of office was there. The out of yeah. the out of office is actually just a, a pointless thing now because you're not really out. You're always in the office. You just re- choose not to be because Correct. you're yeah. you're you're constantly connected by our devices. And I think that's what's. I mean, it's good. It's good for business, but it is eroding something. I don't actually know what it is. It's eroding real relationships, maybe. And that's me talking from a. From the stance that I, you know, we build technology to to do this, but mm-hmm. by the same token, I do think that that always connected, always on, even though I may choose to switch off. My yeah. clients and my investors and my partners and, and whatnot know that if they really want to get hold of me, they can probably get hold of me. There was a day yeah. when that was just not even physically possible.
1: Exactly. You know.
0: So now, like, if 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 you don't respond to an email you know eight o'clock at night it there is no excuse really no. really there is no excuse you know saying an excuse say oh I'm, I'm i'm not at work just yeah. kind of doesn't go very well
1: no no and and i think um i mean there's multiple ways people get receipts people can know when you open the email and things like that find a little bit creepy but as you stated there is you know i've had calls at o'clock you know, on a regular basis. But again, I have to take a responsibility for that because I've taken those calls and, you know, not objected in any way. So people think that's the norm. I'll just catch him in the evening. He'll be less busy or I'll speak to him in the evening. Um, but I've started kind of, again, reverting back to the lockdown. During the day, I don't have any social conversations whatsoever. So even all my friends will say, look, call me after six. And I don't have any, well, unless it's urgent, of course, I try not to have any um, business related conversations after 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm sure like you, you're just honestly sick of being on the phone and just talking, yeah. talking about multiple things. Um, and you just want to switch off for an hour, or half an hour. Um, again, on a separate topic, I, I started kind of meditating just Shall to clear it? your mind. And I think that makes that makes a massive difference, um, because of, as you say, not anxiety or stress. And I think it all adds up slowly, slowly. So I'm I'm trying to find ways to detox. Um, I used to go gym, obviously that hasn't happened for three and a half months. So the, the way I used to kind of exert energy and, and, and stress is, is, you know we're stuck i'm not a very good runner so i can't just just go out and run i'm sure other people have um other suggestions but yeah it's it's tricky um but i think creating boundaries is important even though i think you and i come from the same place where you think you know you're doing the right thing and, and you're doing you know you're doing what you're supposed to do by responding as quickly as you can but i'm not too sure if always that's a you know that's a benefit to everyone. Uh, I yeah, know.
0: no, I, no, I agree because when does it stop? It it, it carries yes. on going, and it, people expect it, and it just doesn't stop. One one thing that this has led to, though, it's not like you said, it's not anxiety or strictly mental health or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's more behavioural. For me, what that's ten, what what, and I did a vlog about it the other day. It's oh. more ingrained in me now, where I physically can't sit for a length of time and do nothing. Like it, t- yes. like, like my, my wife loves watching Netflix and prime dramas and she's always saying, Hey, come, come watch this. Come watch this with me. Yeah. Uh, and you know, and you know, I said, Oh, after this, after this, after this. And then, and then, and then sometimes I agree <clears throat> and we sit down and, and regardless of what it is we're watching my mind, suddenly, the moment I sit down, I'm thinking, oh, I need to do something else. I need to do, I can't sit here and watch this. It may be the best show yes, on earth. And it may be interesting, but I, I physically can't sit and watch something for hours upon end. And I think what's happened to my brain is now I've started, because we're, we're so used to multitasking, not multitasking in the physical sense, but multitasking in terms of whilst I'm with the kids, I'm thinking about work. Whilst I'm yeah. at work, I'm thinking about the kids. And when we're, we're, our brains are so in tune to switch modes so quickly, like almost like we're changing apps on our, on our phone. The moment I sit down and and I'm calm, my brain is still buzzing, and I mm-hmm. and I can't physically switch off. And I think I, I actually think it's a bit of an illness, based on yeah,
1: maybe, what, yeah.
0: based on devices, based on you know we're in this demand on demand society. You know, if I want it, I'll just get it. How, do, do you get that? Do you do you do you find yourself? Doing yeah, that?
1: I mean, you know, interesting enough, I, I was. I've always seek to, to try and work out how I can be as efficient as possible in terms of daytime, you know, how much I can squeeze in. I've, I've gone as far as, um, in terms of my diary, so, okay, task allocating, 15 minutes to deal with this matter, one hour to deal with X, um, and so on and so forth, just to kind of have a flow throughout the day. I think what you stated about your brain keeps on going is um, is oh. is based on 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 being a you know in full flow basically and then you've got to stop or your kids come in or whatever may be. But I have exactly the same issue. So I won't tell my wife that. But if, if they're getting dressed before we go out and let's say I'm I'm dressed first and downstairs and she's taking her time or whatever may be, if there's a slot of ten minutes, I think, okay, what can I do in these ten minutes? Yeah. Who have I not responded to today? What can I check up on for tomorrow etc etc and you know I wasn't like that before i will be very frank if I had 10 minutes I'd probably just sit down and and enjoy the 10 minutes but now you know the whole theory of you know your brain is a muscle your brain is a muscle so many people said that to me and you know you don't take it very seriously but I think once you get your brain used to being extremely efficient and you know capitalizing on on every minute that you get i think you your body almost conditions itself or your mind i should say your mind conditions itself to find ways to be efficient so you sit there and you go okay who can you email what's missing who did you not speak to who did you promise a call back and have them downsize it you've got 10 minutes let's use the 10 minutes so that that's becoming a bit of an issue but you know i've had the problem is there's other characters like us like partners so I've had calls at midnight like just a casual call with a broker at 10 to 12 um you know I've I've got another partner that that calls me at 7 a.m before the kids wake up and for me it's normal for him it's normal and then but in reality when you kind of sit there and take a minute you go gosh is that you know is that healthy kind of long term because you're increasing the hours, but you're not you're not really taking time off to to reflect on it. I'm sure it has a lifespan. I don't know what you think, but you can't you know you can't do that long term.
0: Yeah, it does have a lifespan. I, I agree, I, and I think that I think there's certainly over the years I've 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 kind of tried to find those signals of burnout. Mm-hmm. You you know no one knows your body like you do, and over the years you start to learn about the signals. And yes there are certain there's certain times you know that i know when I've gone really heavy with you know there's projects and things going on and and, and and sites and lots of going on things going on at the same time and you're multitasking sometimes doing you know several times at the same time because you're sometimes doing some things passively like you're on the phone <laughs> and doing something on an email or, or very various, various things and I think sometimes you you're tired but you don't even know you're tired because your adrenaline's like pulling you yeah. dragging you through it. But you don't really know you're tired because you're so pumped and you're actually excited about it. But your body's so tired,
1: Agreed. and
0: and and over the years, I've, I think I've learned to know this to to to, to see the signals. Mm-hmm. And there are there are. I mean, I don't really do it very often, but there are days where I think, right, you've just got to do something, get out of it, and you've just yeah. got to do something that is completely relaxing. And I don't mean like you know, go to a spa or anything like that. I mean just something that's not that. or, yeah, yeah just something that's not your daily routine just to break out because i don't think it's more about relaxing i think it's just giving your brain a bit of a a bit of something else you know I agree a, a different pace
1: i completely agree i think yeah i mean for me i try to even things like when my son finishes school go to the park for for a bike ride or kick the football around, even if it's for 30 minutes, I think mm. we've been quite lucky that, you know, obviously we're, we're mid-summer, so, you know, you can maximize until six o'clock or 6.30. Mm-hmm. Um, but things like that have become essential because I think I can spend 10 hours working, 14 hours working, you know, I, I can't justify not spending 30 minutes kicking a football in the park, which is literally across the road from us. Mm-hmm. So I think, it has to be it has to be balanced out to be honest with you but also you know what you stated about mental health for me when I was younger I was I was you know I was I was a smoker kind of a chain smoker so that was the release and then I think as you get older it's food so you know food is is your kind of escape by having really large meals or 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 sweet stuff whatever I've kind of overcome that and so you know you you try and you need to find a release somewhere, and if it's not the gym or whatever else, um, yeah, that, that's why I started kind of meditating and and just really paying close attention to the way I I feel, and um, rather than just putting it on a bank, sorry, the back burner, mm. and and being a hero, because I think long term it doesn't benefit anyone. I don't know. Also, if you have you become you know let's let 's be honest, a little bit snappy with your family because you 're stressed about work they 've got nothing to do with it they don 't know what 's going on you know, like, you know you become a little bit more snappy, and so I find myself doing that, and i think so observing my behaviors become you know it 's really come to light, and so when i 'm become a little bit snappy or moody or whatever I think actually that 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 's work related and it 's mm-hmm. unfair on family members that I'm, you know, I'm snappy. So that's something mm. I pay very close attention to.
0: Yeah, but I think that Go also ahead. comes um, through the fact that um, when work affects you like that, it's mm-hmm. because it's very difficult to differentiate your mood between um, work and, and you. Yes. You know, and I think, uh, yes. exactly, No, I especially in the lockdown as well, where... You know, everyone's in a confined space. If, so if the, some things aren't going right during work or aren't going at the speed that you want it to go at,
1: mm-hmm. that
0: frustration builds up, and you really, unfortunately, sometimes it, you know, the wrong person gets the end of it. Yes, um, I agree. But yeah, but like you said, I think just being that, just being self-aware and and, and knowing how you're being perceived on the outside, and, and actually stepping out of your skin and actually looking back in and saying. probably wasn't called for you know that type of mentality being self-aware right
1: yeah i think honestly again prior to the lockdown i I didn't do that so often Mm -hmm. but now i kind of kind of self-check check check in or just think okay how are you feeling right now a little bit anxious why because of you know this list how can we tackle this list to be less anxious so I can really sense when I'm a little bit on the edge now where previously I probably couldn't tell you the difference when I was in a very good mood or or a little bit anxious but now I keep I keep taps on that and any challenges that I can eradicate to make myself feel better whether, whether it's a task or a call or whatever mm-hmm. may be I try and address that very quickly or find an alternative because otherwise, you know, you're carrying this load with you. And, you know, don't get me wrong, there's issues you can't fix that are kind of long-term. But as long as you're conscious or you go, well, I can't do anything about that right now, so therefore there's no point, you know, feeling massively anxious about it. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. but yeah, self-checking, definitely.
0: I, 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 I've started to, um, well, I've done it for a while, but... Um, ask myself when I'm feeling the stress or the pressure or, or mm-hmm. levels of anxiety it's who's actually giving me that pressure. Who's actually giving me yeah. the stress and 95% of the time, it's just yourself, yeah. you know, because you know, like you said that your mind is like a muscle, right? Yeah. So, and, and, but, but so is like, the more you achieve, the more you want to achieve the next time round. you want to achieve more every single time. Yeah. right? And it can't, yeah. you know, it's not sustainable. So what happens is you have this whole perception of, well, I did that last time, I want, to, I want to up one this time and do better. You don't say yeah. that to yourself, but subconsciously, that's what you're thinking. So your expectation from yourself is, you know, it increases more and more and, you know, your, your standards get higher and higher. And then before you know it, you're so anxious and stressed because you want to do better. And when you don't achieve that, you get really anxious and, and, and stressed because you didn't do it or, you, you're, or, or something's stopping you from doing it. But no but at the end of the day it, it's actually just yourself giving you that pressure and stress
1: no, I have the same thing i mean honestly may, maybe it's it's a bit insane, but things like drafting a letter you know specific to 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 a client or someone else and uh, you know I, I in my head i've decided that it's going to take 15 minutes so if it takes me half an hour because it's complex or yeah, it needs multiple yeah. documents attached and i think why has this taken me so long why mm. has this taken me and i kind of overanalyze issues and mm. i think yeah it's probably not healthy but yeah um i think we all have expectations and you know i think there is a positive side because without that then you just kind of be free floating without without any expectations or direction but you shouldn't as you I guess you shouldn't be too hard on yourself that's that's, that's what I would that's say it.
0: exactly so just to uh, sort of uh, round off if you were sure. to um if you were to give your 18 year old self some advice now mm-hmm. knowing you know what you what you know at the position you're in what would that advice be
1: um I think I think having a Plan. I think when I was a little bit younger, I was a bit of a free floater in terms of I couldn't, you know, I never, you know, when I was young, I never thought, oh, I want to be an accountant or fireman or pilot. I was, I just, I wanted to be in business. I always found the concept attractive because um, a lot of friends of mine, their parents were in business, whether in property or running takeaways and things of that nature. And I thought, Oh, that must be amazing um, because my mom and dad kind of worked full time. So it was, it was a slightly different experience, but I, you know, maybe, maybe for a separate topic, but in terms of mentors or having someone to guide you, but even my parents, I love them to bits, but ne- they never gave me massive direction said, okay, what do you want to be? How can you, how can we support you in achieving your goal? It was always like, you know, as long as you're going to school, you know, once when you pick your degree, is that really what you want to do? You know, ninety percent of the time, no. You've picked it in college, and you're doing a degree for three years because it, it looks attractive or the mm-hmm. job prospects look attractive. You come out the there's no experience, so therefore you you end up doing something that doesn't require a degree. In, in short, uh, I know you asked for a summary. I'm I'm giving you the no, long no, version. No, no, at but, all. That's great. Um, I would definitely say I think having a plan and it doesn't come naturally to a lot of people it didn't come naturally to me but once you find something you're passionate about I think definitely put your head down and and be resilient I think when I was a little bit younger I've kind of you know tried things it didn't work out the first time around and I I was expecting quick results but now I'm a lot more tenacious and there's very little that that would break me, or I think I I give up, mm-hmm. um, because I know actually the, the the success or the the fruits of my labour are on the other side of of a lot of pain in that sense.
0: Yeah, I, I I think you say that you didn't have a plan, but I think maybe that plan was not to have a plan. I, I I'm, I'm completely but, but, in agreement with this because I also yeah. did not have a plan. I, have a <laughs> I went to uni and did. A business degree, and it was it was a great degree it was a great it was a great yeah. student life, but i didn't really know what I was going to do. but I think what you said there is absolutely spot on i think and that's probably how it's led you to to where you are now. yeah I certainly feel that you know had I done something ultra focused like medicine or an accounting or law or anything like that, one i don't think my personality would have suited that anyway okay and and um, I don't think it would have led me to where I am today, I'm not saying that where I am is the perfect spot, but yeah, it, where I am today, you know, I don't think it would have led me here. And you mentioned about you know trying lots of things, but I think that's where the experience comes in is that you know you try lots of things, some things don't work. for me, most things didn't work. Yeah. Um, no, and so way. but because mm-hmm. most things didn't work now like i said i'm more confident in lots of things because i've done that I've, it didn't work out but i knew what i know what went wrong oh my and, and also it meant that i kind of tried things that i didn't really like that and i can move on and now it, i guess it's kind of like ticking things i tried that didn't like it tried that didn't like it yes. so it's like honing and chipping away at you know your what your passion is really i
1: agree just to ask you very random but quickly your parents did they so one one thing i 'm really excited about is like being this this i don 't know this kind of mentor to my son you mm. know i i don't care what he decides to do it doesn 't matter sports sure. music, whatever, but i'll be able to give him direction. you should speak to these people, this is how I can assist you, and so on and so forth with your parents did they assist in, in your kind of you know, Korea, ultimate goal, or where they're quite neutral. Like no, I think
0: with my parents coming from a um, from from a, an Oriental background, they they yeah. ran restaurant businesses, and yeah. they were. It was a very different generation then because they were. It was more about. Um, I say it in a dramatic way, but it wasn't, it wasn't like this. It was more about survival than living. Yes, yes. It was all about making making sure everybody was okay. So not living, you know, living, living.
1: Roof uh, over your head, food in your head. Yeah, belly. roof over
0: your head, oh. food on the table. That was, you know, that was good enough. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: but, but for them, they had, no, they, they had no pressure for me to go a certain route, as long, like, mm-hmm. like, like you, as long as I was going to school and doing well. Um, but they also want, they wanted me to take over the family business.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I didn't want to do that. Um, I went to university and then they sold their business and they retired early. Okay. Um, and so that, and that, and that was that, but I think I got my business streak from my mum without even knowing really. Um, and again, went through university, finished university, didn't really know what I wanted to, wanted to do, tried lots of different, uh, avenues and careers, um, mm-hmm. Some things you know thing you know I kept going home a bunch of times because I had to because things didn't work out you know yeah. I, was in, I was in London for a year and then uh, and then I came back up to manchester and and so lots of things didn 't work out, but they didn't really give me a plan, nor did they give me any pressure um, I understand. but I think your uh, I think your aspiration with with your son that 's exactly how I feel with my kids <laughs> as well in that. I feel. Like, I mean, my my daughter. She's at this generation whereby she's she thinks she thinks that um, being a YouTube star is where the money is, and that's where yeah. she wants. She wants. She wants fame on YouTube. She wants to be YouTube famous. I'm that's the you. goal as a seven-year-old. But so so when she sees you know dad doing like podcasts and you know videos and and things like that. It excites mm-hmm. her because she thinks, "Oh, I want to do that," and she keeps saying, "When, when are we going to do a video together?" You know, that's, and so. that's kind of given a bit of a spin, you know, and 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 my son three who doesn't really understand yet, but he's very, uh, the, both of them are very camera. Um, they like the they like the camera. Good. You no, know? so um, I think I think so. I don't know what they want to do, but again, like you, I I'm hoping that. There. I can say, oh so my my, my my daughter at the moment is trying to start her own um Sylvanian families YouTube thing where yeah. she's, and she's doing it. She did the you know the first one the other week and it was and I was just so surprised how natural kids are at, yeah. are in front of the camera because they you know they watch they, they watch kids, you know, make twenty million a year unboxing toys on YouTube how can you argue with that you know i can't even i can't even argue with you know that's not a no. career and my you know my daughter well he makes 20 million a year mm-hmm. and i'm like
1: that, i mean yeah i mean even, even with my son i think things like you know Ty um uh, ryan toy review and things right. of that nature yeah but that that's the, that's their norm you see because that's what they grow up with and that's completely the norm so for us it may not seem yeah it may it may seem a bit odd but again Again, our normality was completely different at the time. It was sure. you know being an accountant, being an engineer, be whatever else um and yeah i think I think it's a completely separate world but yeah it's all based on on your upbringing um but I'm sure both of us will be there to support regardless of what path they decide to take
0: yeah absolutely and i and I don't think and i I've openly said to my wife that you know i the whole I went to university but Mm -hmm. if my daughter or my son said you know university is not for me this is what i i want them to go to university but if they say that university is not for me this is the path i want to take then i think you support it because you know who's to say that university takes you you know the path you want to go exactly
1: exactly Um, Yeah, Yeah. I'm open-minded to be honest and I don't think, I think the the value of university degree now, comparison to to before is, you know, I think it's ideal, it's it's a good tool to have but I don't think it's the kind of ultimate tool, you know, if you don't, if if your child is not built that way, I don't think you should force them to do something that's against their kind of natural personality and, and persona. No, exactly.
0: I think. I think if, if if anything, what university taught me was it was more life and personality and character building, yes, rather than the actual education. You know, I think it was t- discovering what it is you are like as a character and, and 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 building around that.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I think it it helps with social skills. It helps. Right, yeah. It helps to make judgments in terms of looking at two sides of an argument. But mm-hmm. above that. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you anything from from a four year degree. So, uh, yeah, I completely agree.
0: <laughs> uh, great. Well, Ralph, thanks for taking uh, an hour of your time out of your busy day. I know that you've got, you know, lots pleasure. on, and uh, I really appreciate your time.
1: No, it's a pleasure, yeah. and looks forward to uh, catching up soon.
0: Yeah, thanks for coming on the show.
1: Thanks, Sarah. Thanks. Take care. Bye now. Bye. Bye
0: hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you did, I'd be really grateful if you give me a like or a review. For more exclusive content, hop over to my website, dadcoshow.com. Bye for now.